When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast, where each and every week we get together to review the latest in TV and movies. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Great morning. It's great was, morning. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarfino. Andy, you got to email me or Slack me when we're doing the thing. Is, is this a bit we're doing now? Am I jumping hey, on board morning, with this? Nick. Great morning, man. Great morning, Andy. Great morning and to making, you, sir. Making his return to the Kind of Funny Screencast, we've got the Canadian Tuxedo. Matt Rohr back. Ooh, I love I it. Like Every it. time it's a different one, it has to be different to be with you guys. Great morning. Great morning. <laughs> great, great morning to you all. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, we're do- actually doing two screencasts today. We recorded our what if review that you can check out. So that's pretty cool. And then this is going to be the first three episodes of Star Wars Visions that's available now on Disney Plus. All nine episodes went live, but we're just going to take it little by little so we can actually handle it uh, in-, in chunks. And actually, we're just going to do these three. We're going to see how we all feel about it. We're going to see how you guys feel about it and then we 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 might do more in the future depending on all of that but if you want to support you can do that in many different ways you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com to watch this as a video or if audio is more your thing you can go to your favorite podcast service and search for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you and if you want to get the show ad free what you got to do is go to patreon.com slash kind of funny no matter what we appreciate you so very very much like i said we're only gonna be talking about the first three episodes of the star wars vision what we're going to do is go around the table, the digital virtual table right now, and give our thoughts on what we think overall of the show, kind of lightly, just a quick overview, and then we'll go episode by episode and, and uh, go a little bit more in depth with all of them. But Eddie Cortez, you're having such a great morning. Mm-hmm. I want to start with you. I had a great morning, and I had an even better last night after watching these three episodes. What a great start to whatever the hell this is. I hope this is a kickoff for something bigger that they will do in the future. I would gladly watch a 10-episode arc about any of these, like legitimately any of these. The final one, didn't love the story, the way it wrapped things up, but it definitely I love Studio Trigger style is, you know, it, you can't compete with that shit right there. But I had an absolute blast, and uh, I really want the studio that did the second episode to make a Legend of Zelda animated cartoon. Mm. Ooh, ooh that's cool. a, that is a fantastic call. Studio... Colorado, yeah, aka but Twin Engine. When I see the, the 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 pig looking dudes, I always forget their names. They're always with Jabba. They're always like his guards or whatever. They just remind me of the the bad guys, like in Link to the Past, like the guards. Yeah, 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 yeah. They remind me of those dudes. Excellent call, Andy. Nick Scarpino, what do you think? I really like these. Um, I think these are. I mean, the trend warms my heart. I'm excited to oh, mix in on this. Yeah, no. I mean, they. I think they led with the correct one because if they had led with the the second one, I think I would have been kind of put off by it because that's not necessarily. I don't think that one spoke to me as much as the duel. The duel might be the coolest, one of the coolest things I've seen in a really, really long time. I can't explain to you how much I connected with 
just the visuals, the sort of the nod to the Kurosawa style, the fact that one of my favorite all-time animes when I was a kid, the thing that got me into anime was Ninja Scroll, and this just like straight up had like that that feeling again of watching Jubei Kipagawa like walking across the bridge for the first time, and then like tossing up the the food and then slicing the guy and then catching it. I love the style of it. I love the use of color in it, and I love the fact that I walked away with questions. I I think that Star there's so much mystery that Star Wars has felt the need to explain over the years. And for me as a kid, part of the fun of it was going like, why does he have all those kyber crystals? Why is, wait, why does he have a red uh, lightsaber? What's going on with all this stuff? I want more. I want I want more of this world. And leaving leaving me wanting more is a, is a great way to get me back for the rest of the episodes for sure. But Matt, you're actually in a unique position here where you got to watch these early. So you saw the entire season so top level, where are you at with it? Uh, I'm loving it. It's exactly kind of what I want from Disney Star Wars. Uh, I've watched the whole, all nine episodes in English. And then I went back and watched the three today um, in Japanese with subtitles uh, this morning before we recorded this. And um, yeah, I, I think they're fantastic. Um, I think now that we've gotten past the Skywalker saga, I think we're in a really interesting place because i feel like disney maybe has been a little bit too protective of the star wars franchise of you know firing people kind of controlling it where they want to go and i think we're in a cool spot where they can kind of be weird again and uh try to kind of do fresh unique things that have nothing to do with luke skywalker and i think you know they focused on the things that people really i mean are the coolest things about star wars which is like the jedi the sith and lightsabers are the coolest thing on the planet. So, and that's kind of the theme of the whole series. And just seeing the different art styles and the color and the music come in, it's just absolutely fantastic. And it uh, just made me want to drop everything, fly to Galaxy's Edge, and spend way too much money on like a five hundred dollar like gradient blue umbrella lightsaber. Lightsaber, like, so so dope. So yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I'm with Andy and and saying that I hope we get kind of whatever the favorites are out of this 10 or nine episode arc. Like I hope we get more from these stories and I would watch 10 seasons of this show. I absolutely love it. Nick Scarpator, you have your hand raised. A correction from my Ninja Scroll reference. It's Jubei Kipagami, not Gawa. I went from the dome on that one. And uh, man, I got half, I got like three quarters of the way down the street. I was impressed. <laughs> Took I was a wrong turn. I was like, I don't think there was a W in that one. And then I looked it up. I was like, ah, you were totally wrong on that. So if you're if you're typing that right now in the comments below, Stop. just hit that, hit that delete button. Hit, e- exit it. out of the window. Go to our Patreon. Subscribe. $30 a month. Thank you. There you go. There you go. Uh, I'm right there with you guys where I had a blast watching these and I can't wait to keep watching more of them. Um, I was most excited about episode two, the uh, Tatooine Rhapsody going into this. Just I mean, mainly because uh, we saw Eve Classic. It looked like we're going to get some pod racing. It's like this rock band story, all that. I was totally into it. It ended up being my least favorite of the three. I agree. Um, agree. But having said that, I still really enjoyed it. And I think that my favorite thing so far is how vastly different these things can be but they all have the same core idea which is what's the dopest shit we can do with anime star wars and they just commit to that super hard andy cortez um yeah with the second episode i i came away from that way more happy with it than i would have thought initially like if you would have told me what it was i thought by the end of it homeboy with the microphone don't worry it's just a microphone he's gonna bust out the lightsaber right regain his skills kill everybody free his friend they go free and the episode ends 
But the fact that it ends the way that it does, like just with the power of music, such an odd storytelling choice. Star Wars. And it was so hype. Like I loved this fucking episode. I couldn't believe by the end of it, seeing I mean, everybody cheering and the music's pumping and then the credits hit. And I'm like, I'm sitting here just going like, this is fucking badass. Like that yeah. this can exist is such a cool thing. It needed, and maybe I missed it, but it needed the shot of him giving them the thumbs up. I thought it was odd that they didn't <laughs> show that. Was that weird to anyone else? Because he does the gladiatorial thing where he puts his hand up and you're like, oh, what's he going to do? Is it going to be like thumbs down, thumbs up to kill him? And then they just shoot up into the air and you're like, okay, I guess he gave I, him I think the it's for the suspense. Up. I, think I know, it's but just, I needed to see it like I needed yeah. to see after they shot up in the air, like it cut back to a close up of his hand where it's like thumbs up and they just rock another pop punk song. But I'm, <laughs> I'm with Andy on this one. I was like, I was like, I'm not in. I'm not in on this until he was like. Jabba, like we, we're going to be the world's greatest band. You're, you can be like he appealed to his like his basically like wallet and was like, you can make money off us. You can be our first sponsor and you can be like the one responsible for us. And the job was like, OK, challenge accepted. But I also <laughs> saw a sucker for watching Jabba's little nubby tail like beat to the beat. I love it. That, yeah, and then when we see Boba kind of kind of vibe it, I'm just yeah. like, this is awesome. And especially because we know these characters and it feels like we were talking about uh, Marvel in, in What If. And, you know, some criticism we have is that some of the characters, even though the characters we know, they're not acting like the characters we know. And that can kind of be yeah. uh, be weird. But here it's like Jabba and Boba have been in this in in. Uh, Boba, or fucking Jabba's palace for so long we know like there's very few things we know just from the movies but one thing we know is they like entertainment they like music they like being part Fuck of this yeah. whole thing so it's like it fucking worked Dude. very well for me I, I was just saying real quick animated Bib Fortuna is the cutest yeah. fucking thing like it's so <laughs> right? ugly he's so ugly but it just looked adorable to just see him there like <laughs> his big open eyes and his weird ass smile so hilarious go for it Matt Oh no! I I was pointing to have a Bib Fortuna up there, but yeah, I um I uh yeah the second episode I I was kind of with Nick and, and Tim where my first watch of that episode uh did nothing for me. I'm not really a music guy um at all, and I just felt like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's kind of English kind of uh, dub of that I just did not vibe with at all. But then when I went back and watched it in Japanese this morning. I loved the episode. I think so it was like um, yeah. kind of my least favorite of those three. And even in these three episodes today that we're kind of covering um, are kind of, I mean, I loved the majority of the ones out of the nine episodes, but they're kind of, I think there's even better stuff coming. Like the it, other episodes I liked more. I think one thing that I'm I'm happy about is like the, these first three have so many different things to point at and say, yeah, I love this. I love the style of episode one. Absolutely. I love the story of the of the first episode. Let me say the first episode instead of episode one, so people don't think I'm talking about Phantom. Duel. Uh, the mm -hmm. duel. Yeah, the duel. I love this. I love this. Not only the visual style and choices in the duel, but I just liked Dude. that self-contained story, and I love the mystery, like Nick was pointing to in episode three. I love Studio Trigger style. I think anything that they do visually is so fucking awesome, and it's such a different way, and it's so them to not have characters with 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 black outlines like every other anime like any other cartoon would have they have such a unique way of doing outlines at lighting and there's always a weird little rim light on everything but by the end of that story i found myself more and more put off not like not like i end the episode being like oh that photo's trash but i found myself a little put off by the kind of dialogue that we were getting towards the end of you know, I she's alive. I know because yeah. remember we're twins. Like I, it's just it felt weird. It felt like a bad translation or something. But let's start with number with episode one. The duel. Uh, a fun fact that you guys might not have caught on is the bandit leader. The the enemy is Lucy Liu, which yeah. is badass. Awesome. 
Very Madness. fucking cool. Uh, but yeah, this episode was fantastic. What a fan- great opening to the season. Ex- great explanation of what the show is and can be. Uh, to echo Nick, the style of it is 10 out of 10. It is so, so beautiful to see in motion. I feel like in the trailer, this is one of the ones that I was not as excited for because I was like, I don't know that I necessarily want to see this style over 20 minutes or whatever and i was so fucking wrong like it works so well and the idea of it all being black and white looking like a manga but with the lights the being the colors. only thing yeah. that are that are colors so you see like yeah. laser blaster the the lightsabers and all that it's so great i love the commitment to the kind of like more ancient japanese style where they're just like yeah fuck it this droid's gonna wear a straw hat and that's dope as shit and it is dope as shit they just committed so hard seeing the kind of pencil shadings on all these characters like man i was so blown away by the the visuals of this episode and um on top of that like the way that the the saber works this umbrella saber that's so insane when she stabs the guy and like opens it it's yeah. like holy crap they're Incredible, having so yeah. much fun with but the it choreography cool. I, I love when she takes out the actual lightsaber and it just like the umbrella is just like an extension of it that like that like magnifies the saber throughout the other like you know the other prongs i one of the things that really i was like i'm all in the second i saw him walking i was like this is amazing when the when the sort of um I want to say the Jawa Walker, whatever that, whatever the big troop carrier is that that came through, right. and the bandits pour out, and they're wearing like broken down or like components oh, so of the stormtrooper. Storm like there's shit. one guy yeah. that's got the stormtrooper helmet on, but there's no visor to it, so you can just see his eyes. There's another guy that's just wearing the chest plate, but he's got like bare arms. I'm like, what a freaking awesome decision to make! Like that, it, that's such a. It just like they would never think to do that you wouldn't see them do that in the movies i mean even when we saw like in the in the last iteration of the movie where we see people wearing like stormtrooper outfits and stuff like that it's like you're not you're not getting that level of deconstructed like stormtrooper because obviously this is and that tells you everything you need to know right like that you wouldn't disrespect the stormtroopers unless the empire were gone so we're at we're in a time they even say that right they're like this this these guys are just bandits they're just braggins they're just like they, they just they stole all the stuff and some of them were you know old troopers and some of them were whatever it doesn't matter but that just is such a great beat of visual storytelling where, where it tells you everything you need to know about where this town's at there's no help coming there, even the empire is not coming for these people and, and to have and to have the ronin say you know fix this joy by the time that this uh this whatever pot te- boils. That this pot boils yeah yes, like yeah. just Sick. just that that that's that weird little kind of secondary secondary b plot this is also happening in the background don't forget about it because we know it's gonna come yeah we know it's gonna yeah we know something's gonna happen and i i just love the way this episode concluded and it uh what a perfect start to kind of show what this series can be and hopefully not only just these nine episodes but again whatever the future holds for it eight episodes nine episodes nine Nine. episodes yeah yeah. so for me the moment of this episode that took it from a fuck i love this to the this is one of the coolest things i've ever seen is when he pulls out his lightsaber and it's red yeah Yeah. and it was just such a fucking moment that was so goddamn cool especially against the black and white where you're seeing this red on red which we don't really see that often oh. in, in this type of thing. And that, but especially with him, it was so cool. And the shot of him opening up his uh, the Kyber crystals. cloak, and there's just a ton of the fucking <laughs> red like, crystals. It's yeah. like, awesome. this is so cool. But I love even just like the kind of just symbolism and idea of the plot here where he gives the one to the 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 dude in yeah. the village. Yeah. I just love that. I just love where now there's going to be this this kid with a fucking red lightsaber out there. So goddamn cool. 
So Tim, do you think I'm, he was he oh, used to be a Jedi and then he who's lost his master and then becomes and then like has to like be like he's disgraced? Because that is the kind of concept of the Ronin, right? The Ronin was a, a samurai who's let his master die or lost his master and then is sort of disgraced to to roam the earth and like and and I don't know, just do other stuff. But like I what does anyone have theories on what he was? I think you're kinda on to it, but he was a Sith, but the same kind of thing, probably, uh, right? Or maybe something. So why is he like doing that? good then? Why because I, I kind of expected I was like, I would not be Face I would not hate him. this if he ended up turning around and being like, This town's mine now. Like, yeah. Like I oh, thought shit. about that. I was like, Oh man, that would have been hard. <laughs> I'm kinda yeah, I'm kinda I'm with cool Matt. with yeah, I'm kind of cool with it that he was a Sith for so long and then eventually had some epiphany of like, this is fucked up. I can't be doing mm. this anymore kind of thing or what they're doing. I or betrayed by so someone or master. whatever and left yeah. and, and decided I'm going to hunt them down and collect the kyber crystals. And then to Tim's That's point, maybe, That's maybe give cooler. them to these towns that they can use it for good or something like that. But Tim, you forgot the most important point that the Ronin was voiced by DK Drift King from Tokyo Drift. I did forget that. <laughs> What's his name? Brian. Brian T. Brian T. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gotta love but yeah, it. I, I'm with everyone. Like just the style of this entire episode with like kind of the film grain and the black and white and Tim already mentioned only the lights being colored and even like you see the different droids be used in different ways where Andy said like the, the timing of the teapot and that droid needing to be fixed and he sends out like a cluster bomb or you see like what looked like uh Sebulba or the race of Sebulba in One of the pro- dogs like uh, in the droids uh, with like samurai swords in the droids arms and stuff like the whole thing just totally rules and like yeah the reveal that he's also a Sith and even how he kind of tricks her and that whole fight on the log the lightsaber battle and this whole the fates inspired like, yeah. like with more Japanese sounding yeah. uh instruments I was like this is yeah. fucking awesome it's so cool but yeah. also yeah. like one of the things I love is that he was not much of a match for her she was she was like i was at when they get to the log i'm like oh he's getting housed right now and then it's only because he outsmarts her and uses sort of like he kind of deceives her a little bit using a little more of that sith like training to to trick her into like attacking the wrong thing and then stabs her in the back you're like damn yeah that's that shit was mis- really cool I, I didn't really understand what happened there and i rewinded to to see and i still didn't quite get it did he have was this shit too also a lightsaber I yeah, think he had two. He had two blades yeah. on him, like a, like a samurai would have. He had like the. I think he had two sabers, because it looked like he had like a sword underneath him, like a real sword, and then a sheath with a lightsaber. But both the sheath and the lightsaber are both sabers. But I don't know. No, I don't know. Hell. Yeah, that's kind of how I took it too. Is that like what Nick just said? Like having usually you'd have like a smaller like sword, wouldn't you? Yeah, with a yeah, you'd have one, like and then that's kind of yeah. I think there's yeah sometimes either two or three. I can't remember yeah. the names of them. Yeah, I, I do want to point out that there's just there's so little things that are much that are cooler than having the awesome gritty character outsmart somebody. And again, that moment with the pot boiling and having the uh, Lucy Lou opposite of him and be like, "Are you sure you want to do this? Because everybody yeah. in that town's gonna die." And then he just hits that button, and then R2 takes care of whatever the issue was there. Also, just like, by the <laughs> or way. Or not R2, but our duo or whatever. Yeah. I'm so, such a wonderful thing about Star Wars that can either be really, really cool or kind of like come off cheesy. It's just the one button to tell the R2 unit 
to do this incredibly complex thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I love that. I love that he's just got this blue button that he just pushes and he's like, this, you know exactly what it's to do no because it's Star Wars. It doesn't – like yeah. that's what I love about the, the science behind Star Wars. Is they don't need to explain any of it. It's not about that. It's about how, how it backs up the story. Yeah. Um, this episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Fall is always busy, but one thing that you can cut from your list is going to the grocery store. Thanks to HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a huge variety with 50 menu and market items to choose from every single week. They've got vegetarian meals for people like Paula Coelho. They've got calorie smart meals for people like, well, should be me. And even extra special gourmet options for people like Kevin Coelho. There's something for everyone to enjoy with recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritionists experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Uh, plus, the fall harvest is officially on with HelloFresh. They're rolling out seasonal recipes like pumpkin cinnamon rolls mm, and Friendsgiving ready sides. Gia's been making a whole bunch of stuff. There was the sausage penne. Oh my God. It was great. So fantastic. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash morning14 and use code morning14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's up to 14 free meals, including free shipping at HelloFresh.com slash morning14 with code morning14. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And also shout out to me undies. It's fall, y'all. Replace that hydration station with pumpkin spice lattes and go out of your way to step on crunchy leaves because the coziest time of year has arrived. And I love being cozy with my me undies. I always am talking about I'm wearing the me undies shirt right now. Of course, I got the lounge pants. Of course, I got the socks and would it be me undies without the undies themselves? No, it would not. They are the softest undies I've ever worn. I refuse to wear any other undies at this point. That's been the case for years, and it's never going to change. I simply love my me undies. Uh, you are not going to be able to stop lounging. There's so many different options. You've been warned. Here is your warning, everybody. Uh, they're available in sizes extra small through 4XL in a variety of classic colors, iconic prints. Me undies has your back and your butt all fall long. Me undies is offering 15% off and free shipping for first time purchasers and if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason they'll refund or exchange it no caveats no questions to get 15% off your first order free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash morning that's meundies.com slash morning meundies.com slash morning I also the other thing that I really loved in this is that she um she has that moment where she looks up and sees the log floating above and then just moves it slightly with the force to part the water. And I'm like, what a cool I thought I thought, oh, we're gonna go full on like prequels. She's gonna take it and jam it into the thing and like use the power, like, oh god, you know, her force power is infinite, like we've seen before. But no, it was just like a little she just pulled it toward her a little bit, enough to part the waves a little bit so she could walk through. And I'm like, that is such a cool, subtle, fucking badass way to use the force. And yeah. also she looked dope too. Like her oh, reveal I... when her kind of clear flies off that. and the hair is incredible too sick uh moving on to episode two tatooine rhapsody which is uh just give the award for best name of all time right now because that is so cool uh this was studio colorado like we were saying um the voice cast some some highlights here we got joseph gordon levitt levitt as the main character jay and uh we got tim morrison reprising his role as boba fett which is kind of fun um yeah this one this one was cool like i i love that this kind of especially watching these back to back. This was the one to me that like warmed my heart where I'm like, I love that star Wars can mean so many different things to so many different people, but it still gets that sense of like, what is it that makes star Wars star Wars to you and watching these, you can kind of see, okay, it means something radically different to the people that made episode one compared to episode two of this show so far. And I like that episode two went 
way further into the seemingly silly, but they took it seriously. Like they, mm-hmm. the like the characters all felt authentic in this. It didn't like turn into a slapstick. Everything is like wacky and funny. It was like, no, these are still the characters that we know. If I had one thing that let me down from this episode is that we didn't get the freaking subsonic sound effect from Boba Fett's ship. But you know what? Wow. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> yeah the the whole just music concept. Um, I again with a lot of these. I wasn't sure what we'd be getting, and I certainly didn't expect to get kind of a a heartwarming story about a friend that just wants to save his friend, somebody who mm-hmm. saved him when he mm-hmm. felt in need, you know, and and it's a a former, you know, Jedi in training on the run that just never quite became a Jedi and then found music and that sort of saved his life. And that became a, a different avenue to uh, to sort of find a, a living or whatever. And. I don't know. I just I really expected the cheesy. Hey, just kidding. I'm a Jedi. I'm here to kill all of y'all. And mm-hmm. I have all my training powers like oh, we're just going to win you over because we're a cool band and you're going to yeah. be into it. And it's such a weird concept that I would have if you would have told me outright what it was, I probably wouldn't have been into it. But it's something you have to experience, I think, to kind of feel that. I don't know. It, it, it's It's heartwarming. It's a cute ass story. Well, much more powerful message, right? Like how often do you see in episodes of of you know Star Wars shows in past where someone's like, I'm just gonna punch harder. I'm just gonna use my force power and it doesn't matter. This is so much more of a unique idea. And I think that's why it punches. I mean, that's why it hits better for you. Is that like he he has that moment too where he he draws the lightsaber and it doesn't it just doesn't work. It's it's broken. And that's just not the way he he knows it's like I, that's not how I'm gonna win. I, I can't go about this trying to uh, do what I've done in the past. I have to follow my passion and let that lead me to to you know to the resolution of the story, and it works. Yeah, and that's ultimately the Jedi way, right? Which is why I kind of think that this is cool. Like, was that Order sixty six that he escapes at the beginning? Like, that's what I kind of took from it. Oh, and interesting. Was, and that he escaped, and maybe then, like, yeah, because he's know, also like, in that right. Because we saw that. I... There was the battle droids and yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the clone troopers. There. Yeah, that. that I don't know if it was that exact noise. thing when Anakin goes in, but like I think that's pro- maybe when he escapes and falls through. And I just like, yeah, I, I'm I, again on first watch, didn't love the episode. Oh. Second watch, I ended up liking it a lot more. But the power of music and just kind of a heartfelt story about you know his Jedi training being like, you know, we shouldn't use violence first. Let's try to find a different way of doing this, and then using this love of music that he found in his time of need from this weird like Jabba nephew that has like piercings and a skull T-shirt, which is just the weirdest thing but is is really really funny as well andy i wasn't sure about the whole uh, how much time had gone by you're mentioning order 66 and i was like yeah i don't know he while watching it because i thought the same thing initially uh Mm -hmm. jedi on the run terrified scared and then i saw him now and was like it seems like maybe a year has passed it's like oh that's just the art style it's just a cute ass art style every every adult looks like this they look like they're like boba's adorable like so well, adorable. Yeah, sh- sure, yeah, yeah. But yeah, everybody's yeah. everybody's characterization in this or visual sort of uh yeah, it, it's kind of chibi. Yeah, it's half like normal anime, half chibi. Everybody's got the big ass head, a little tiny body. It so looks like the, that was the hard n- for me to tell. Nintendroids or what are they called? Nendoroids, yeah. And Nendoroids, yeah. I kind of had that vibe. Are those I, the ones this where episode... like everything was made of cardboard? No, I have those toys here. <laughs> Uh, the the what i liked about this episode is of the three this is the only one that really takes place uh with characters and locations that we're familiar with from mm-hmm. the 
the movies and from everything. And I like that they went kind of hard with it, where it's like we get the Coruscant, we get Tatooine, obviously we get Boba yeah. and the, the ship and, and Jabba and all that stuff. But I liked even when they're rocking out, they do that montage of like, it seems like everyone around the galaxy is like listening to it, or at least on Tatooine is like listening to this performance that is like, changing and melting their fucking minds with rock the power of rock i always am a sucker for that but i love that it cuts around and we see like the the cantina band uh like watching on the little hall thing and like kind of being stoked about it and then it cuts and we see obi-wan's house from a new hope oh right and it's like it kind of just implies that like even obi-wan's rocking out to this shit and it's interesting too because my, my first my initial thought to any time to introduce music in star wars is like you got to be careful because it's such a it's so anachronistic to have a punk song in the star wars universe or actually any music that's not very weird yeah. um in the star wars universe and so my 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 i i kind of pushed pushed back on it for a second mentally i was like i don't know how this one's gonna work but i think that's what's so cool about using this medium of this anthology series just kind of play around with it similar to why i'm really vibing with what if it's just like ultimately this is just a fun sort of like let's throw some ingredients into the pot with a master chef behind it and like you're gonna love what you get but it might not be what you would expect out of the star wars universe and yeah. I, you know, I got there and I was like, I'm, you know, at, the duel was perfect. The duel was like, hey, bro, we get it. <laughs> we know what you want, right? We know we're yeah. going to give you the dopest shit. It, it reminds me a lot of like, I think the, uh, I, I think it was the very first um, short in the Animatrix where it was the two uh, people fighting on top of the rooftops. Do you remember this, Tim? Or, or, yeah. or Matt, do you guys remember this? Dope as hell. And I was like, oh, okay, this is sort of like more of a, a classical intro to what I'm used to and what I would expect from an Animatrix, and that was that. So I'm like, I'm along for the ride. And then we get to the second episode, which is such a departure, and I'm like, you got me. Whoever programmed this, whoever whoever put these in in, in order so you could see knew what yeah. they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say, in. I didn't like the music. I know it's not necessarily made for me to <laughs> like the music, but the fact that all these people were like, this is crazy. I'm like, it sounds like a, a freaking uh, modern day Bowser theme song in like the new Super Mario Brothers right. uh, game. Well, stuff. So, I, mean, I didn't whatever. love Joe Segura singing. Is what no, I didn't. That's love. what I was gonna say. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He could not hit those upper registers. And yeah. It's not. It's kind of unfortunate they didn't dub over someone else's voice for him. But I, I do like the idea. Watch... Sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. I was just gonna ask. Did everyone watch it in English? Is that? Like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just, I, I, would, I, say, I, do, I do think it'll probably be worth There's some merit in going back and watching it. I'm going to go back and watch it. I think you sure. should. After you watch the whole series, like go back and watch it in Japanese. There are a bunch I, of dirty dub watchers. You know what I'm saying? Man? <laughs> Dude, I we had to watch like, this thing at midnight for Christ's sake. I'm like, I can't read right now. I got I got to have the sweet sound of JGL in my ears to keep me going. Oh, if it was if it was a bunch of random anime actors, I probably would have watched it in Japanese. But like this has like big name celebrities to oh, voice totally. cast. Yeah. Um, the... Um, I, the reason why I do kind of Patrick Harris, you savage. <laughs> the reason why I do like the the music in this one, Tim, though, is I feel like earlier Nick mentioning how sort of anachronistic this is to the Star Wars universe, and I feel like maybe they haven't heard something like this. Yeah, no, uh, totally. It, it works. I'm just judging. Like, I don't like how it sounds, but like, yeah, no, I think that sure, in story, yeah. it does work. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's that's a good point. Uh, now we got episode three, The Twins. This God. is from Studio Trigger. Uh, the fun voice cast stuff here. We got Neil Patrick Harris as Kari and Allison Brie, Allison Brie as man. Am. They also credited our duo as himself, which I, I really, that. really love. Oh, uh, my bad. I said our duo was in episode one. This is the third one that he's in. My bad. 
I fucking love this episode. I'm with Andy that it gets a little bit heavy handed and, and it goes a little bit too much into that's, the with the power of friendship. That's so anime though, come on. I, and that's what I, I mean. And like at the end of the day, there's the part that I fucking love is so obvious. But I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now and I need to read you how they explain it. Kare uses his X-Wing fighter's hyperdrive to tremendously increase the power of his mm-hmm. lightsaber blade and overwhelm um destroying part of her star destroyer Mm -hmm. what the fuck that is the coolest thing ever when we get the opening shot of this like when we watched episode one the duel i was like damn they're giving me exactly what i want Mm -hmm. then we see episode two i'm like okay this is definitely different but i love that they're committing to a vision and it's cool this one starts and we see all the stars but there's just like a big empty hole of black in the middle i was like that is such an incredible shot i had chills for like five minutes after seeing it and then then there's the reveal that it's a twin star store with a giant weapon in the middle of it i'm like this is star wars and anime as fuck thank you for this and not only that, but so like, so obviously one of my, if you guys remember, I think it was Rogue One, one of my favorite shots of that trailer was the Star Destroyer coming out of the shadows. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that or not, but that, that gave, I love that visual. I love the visual of it. Like it's so big and so ominous that it blocks out the light of the stars. Um, and then I'm just a weird, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but do you remember the original designs, some of the original like behind the scenes designs for um, Darth Vader? And how yeah. the mask was a lot more angular and stuff like that. And they te- yeah. they definitely took that design and, and broke it up into like they split that up into the design of the twins uh for their for their power armor. And Tim, <laughs> you're gonna tell me my seventh grade Nick Scarpino, you're talking about power armor, you're talking about like XCOM, you're talking about RPG Robotech uh RPG, and you bring up the term power armor, and you don't think I'm gonna vibe with that, sir. You need to go get yourself a diet coke and have he always doubted you, Nick. Lecture. I was <laughs> doubting you, but me. man, joke's on me. Jokes you know, on I me. thought this was so cool and so weird, and obviously, like touchstones of the twins being, you know, a Luke and Leia, or potentially mm-hmm. um, you know, uh Han and, and Leia's kids, the twins. Uh I forget the names of them, who they were and like the, the other it's Ben and um um, who were the who were their twins? It doesn't matter. Bernadine. Yeah, Bernadette. <laughs> ben Wait, what are you? Stuff? Sorry, what are you yeah. talking about? Uh, eventually, I think it was in the in the uh, Timothy Zahn trilogy. Yeah, uh, like the uh, books. And stuff, yeah, the yeah. books. Uh, Han oh, and Leia, gotcha, Han, and, gotcha. Han and Leia have twins as well, and I could I I was like I, I couldn't tell who they were going for. Jeff but and were... Chrissy. Yep, that's them. Jeff and Chrissy. <laughs> Jeff and Chrissy solo. <laughs> God damn it! You, you know, whenever you know, Barrett being the Star Wars and what's that? I'm trying to remember what the name was. It was a cool name. Sorry. Yeah, keep I well, either way. Books in a very long time. I don't remember. I, I thought I, I'm like, this is a super cool take on this. I love Jason normally, and Jaina. Thank you. Normally, part of me would be like, I hate when they just go into like random exposition to tell the audience who made these. They're like, we are made from the dark side yeah, of the force. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, because of the style, because of the mixture of the style, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And then also, I was like, who's I, – I never do this. I never like looking up the names of of the voice actors because I feel like sometimes that can take you out of it, especially if you realize you're like, wait, I know that person. Then you can only visualize that person. But the fact that they got Neil Patrick Harris for for Car uh, – Car, Carre? Carre. Mm-hmm. Car- uh, yeah. I'm like, dude, yes. More NPH in my life is every, everything that I need right now. Great morning. I need yeah, more I- sequences in that red hallway with – Kare walking through it and stopping yeah. the stun blasts from the stormtroopers. It's again the studio trigger is just so visually perfect, and I just vibe with anything that they do. And uh, this video, this episode is full of those really cool hype moments that 
make you happy to be into Star Wars. They did. They had a lot of really cool ideas and how to implement them visually. Andy, yeah. How did you Go feel ahead. about the line? You're wrong. That's no tractor beam. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that hype as fuck. Really cool. Are you kidding me? We're using the force. That's yeah. so sick. <laughs> Yeah, this that episode rules. It, it rules. It's like I love the color palette um, in that kind of final act of like, again, the pinks and the blues and the I already mentioned the gradient lightsaber. Like, I think that was the coolest thing that I've never really seen in Star Wars before. Oh, yeah. um, when he goes super saber and just slices the ship is incredible. Um, I What Nick brought up, too, and I think you see it in a little a uh, bunch of parts of the episode, like Ralph McQuarrie's art from the original Star Wars kind of uh, concept art putting that into their designs and then even having, you know, another thing that is a planet destroyer, I think is just also kind of funny. Uh, yep. And then, um, yeah, I just thought it, this was super dope. Like, uh, I don't think I loved MPH in this. I didn't love Allison Brie. Um, I just didn't, I don't know. I just didn't vibe with her. Um, she, yeah. She has a, a little bit of a dipping into like the, are you doing a parody of this style, a style for me? Yeah. That didn't, uh, it just, that didn't it, quite work. Yeah, I felt like you could really tell she was trying and it just didn't really work where I felt like he kind of felt effortless. And then um, but that whole last action sequence, like Nick said, with like kind of jamming the kyber crystal into her kind of armor and then getting like the spider arms that have, you know, lightsaber beams coming out of them. And then that whole last fight is just wild and the awesome most and the colors, the most anime thing ever of yeah. having this whatever, like, you know, 30 story tall lightsaber that's like yeah. shooting out of this beam and then for the end of it just to go ping and hit the little area where <laughs> kyber yeah. crystal was it's so animated yeah. it's so also animated. like we saw this part in the trailer too right like they showed it like when we saw the when we reacted to the vision show it with him uncocking like oh, taking yeah. out the magazine of his lightsaber and jamming the blue crystal and like and just yeah. coming at it it's so dope and everything's I, exaggerated like the sheets like this big for no reason <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love her oh, she, using yeah. like the lightsabers as like whips. Like yeah. that was super cool. It was scary and it felt very dark side. Like I enjoyed that. I'm with Nick that the exposition was so heavy, but it works because they committed to that vision. Like this is here's the backstory. Here's the lore you need to know for these moments to hit the way they need to. And mm -hmm. then they fucking hit that way because we had that backstory. My favorite thing of this episode, like Matt was talking about, is the the lightsaber. It having that like it being white but like kind of like with like a yeah. rainbow gradient in it and mm -hmm. as it powers up just the shots of rainbow colors all over i was like this is incredible mm -hmm. that when we do get the hyperdrive moment there's that silhouette shot of her kind of getting hit and you see the the hyperspace like lines and the the rainbow shooting off the lightsaber i was like this is fucking stunning like i just want i want this as a gif this is the type of show that we're going to see gifs on twitter of for years mm -hmm. to come of just like ran a bunch of random ass dope moments yeah, I agree. Even, oh, yeah. like yeah any wallpaper that you want for your computer like even that final shot of him sitting on the x-wing with the suns and stuff which is just the classic star wars shot but it's just absolutely gorgeous there's so many just frames in this that you could pull out that are just absolutely stunning and i love by the way also that it's like you don't even stop to think about it for a second that they're just fighting in space on the outside of a twin right. star destroyer <laughs> with no oxygen whatsoever because it doesn't yeah. matter right that's such a damn anime thing to do it's like we don't care <laughs> like straight up we don't give a shit these characters are op and that's the whole point point. and again kind of drawing back to like the, the kind of storytelling that i vibe with like am is just the more powerful one and he has to figure out a way to to stop her from and i love just the whole setup of it where she's like where are you going and you think oh he's he's trying to do good and he's not trying to do good 
he's not a good he doesn't necessarily he's not a good person he's not trying to go over to the jedi he's just trying to save her because he's had this vision of her destroying herself with this giant kyber crystal and i always love i always love the thing they do and it's subtle and and maybe they've done it more i don't know but I always like it when Jedi have powers more like Harry Potter characters, where it's like some of them are good at herbology and some of them are good at spells and some of them are good at riding the broom, right? And I just like when like one of the characters is really, really good and like really, really strong at pulling and like the, the physicality of it. But then the other character, not so much, his his the way he channels the force was like he sees these visions and he's like oh my gosh i have to do you know i i see i, I view the world a little bit differently but, but i'm not as as good at saber battles and i'm not going to be able to best am uh physically i have to think some other way around it and then just the beat of him, the beat of him sitting there being like i don't know if i could do this this and then just our our two uh our duo whatever it's just like nope and then jetting forward like you're doing this no matter what buddy you, you're in this already um all that stuff just kind of worked for me it was really entertaining Oh yeah. I, I had a uh, I just wanted to point out like one of my one of my more favorite moments uh visually is because uh, you when we did the Star Wars in review, like I think my favorite moments of the sequel trilogy were just anytime Finn was in a uh or or, or Poe was in an X Wing. Anytime Poe's in an X Wing, give me a full movie of that. I'll watch three and a half hours of that straight up. Like it's just it's so fun when they do deal with with cool action like that. Which and we are getting. Uh, yes, 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 yes. And one of my favorite moments is this shot with <laughs> with how forced and weird the perspective is. I love because this sequence is like so fast and weird, and it has Nick all of those the the trails of the lightsaber. Um, it it reminds me of watching old Gundam when they mm. sent out the cluster rockets, and it's like you see the trails, and it's animated very mm. erratically in a very kind of like, like weird non fluid, yeah, yeah. non fluid at all, and there's that sequence when the X-Wing eventually does that sort of backflip and does all these cool maneuvers. Mm -hmm. And it's, I just, to see that in the Star Wars universe is so badass. It's so there cool. A, there was another little bit of, of like the design of the characters and like their in Studio Trigger style that just kind of popped for me for a second. I was like, wow, that is an attention to detail that I would not expect. And there's a moment where it's a close up on uh, Kare and his hair's blowing, right? Which is first off, their hair is blowing in space. Think about that for a second. <laughs> it's fucking great. But the hair itself, you can see through. It's, it's transparent. transparent. Yeah. And I was so like, sick. that is yeah. <laughs> that is such a cool, just little touch, just little touch that they threw in there because they're they're awesome. They are fucking awesome. Let us know in the comments below what you thought of Star Wars Visions. I'm so so happy you guys all liked it as much as I did. I can't wait to to watch more. If you want to see us do more reviews of the rest of the episodes, please let us know in the comments below or tweet very nicely at me. Only very nicely. Don't be mean. I won't respond nicely to mean things. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt, where can people follow you? Uh, we just launched a YouTube channel, so you guys can go over and search Untitled Movie Podcasts on YouTube, and you'll probably find our channel there. Or you can go over on any podcast service, search for Untitled Movie Reviews, Untitled Movie Podcasts, Untitled Movie Conversations. Uh, each week, multiple reviews about movies. We just finished the Toronto International Film Festival, so we put up, you know, I saw 25 movies, Dune, Dear Evan Hansen, Last Night in Soho, just tons of reviews up right now, so you guys can check that all out. Easiest place, go to Letterboxd, Untitled underscore Movies. Everything's on our Letterboxd HQ. That's it. Oh, yeah. Andy, how's your morning going? It's a great morning. Bye, guys. And you, but you know what? I got a fab, bad feeling about this. I screwed it up. Damn oh, it. oh, damn. That was so good. That would have been so good. <laughs> <laughs>